do 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 here we go my name's todd this is kathy welcome back to another episode of zen parenting radio this is podcast number 531 which are all prime numbers sweetie good yes it is good why listen to zen parenting radio because you'll feel outstanding uh and always remember our motto which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding on today's show a few quick takes Oh, no. Yes. Not just a few, though, right? Because we got so much. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about the halftime performance of last night's Super Bowl. We're taping this on Monday, the day after the Super Bowl. Yes. And we're going to talk about T-Swizzle, who came out with a documentary. She did. Um, but first, you are speaking tonight, Tuesday. Raising a Confident Daughter to the Library. It's free. Wait, you said that so fast. Raising a Confident Daughter. Yes. It's at Elmhurst Public Library. It's free. There's a whole bunch of people that are maybes. <laughs> <laughs> I sent out one of those, um, what is it, like a Facebook event, you know, where you just kind of, this is what's happening. And like 250 people are like interested. Yeah. I'm like, well, if you all come, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. And sometimes we get like really good numbers, like at the conference and some of our screenings. And then other times there's like eight people eight there. Eight people, right. Like so. we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Um, tonight, uh, the tribe has um, something called a virtual meeting, but tonight there's a virtual meeting specific to men who either have gone through a divorce or who are in the process of separating or are just kind of stuck in their relationship. I'm not going to be on it, but there's some amazing men that are going to be on this. So if there's any guys out there that are looking for some support in that regard, relationship. Who's regard, leading it? Mike Rosen. Oh, great. Yes. Um, we had a few guys that were in the middle of that at the retreat. So we decided just to create this little micro community. That's smart. Um, so it's all on the tribemensgroup.org. Uh, February 12th, you are going to be in Bloomingdale. Talking about self-awareness, self-compassion, self-care. February 12th. So that's next week? Yes, it's okay. at noon. Yes, middle I of the love day. that it's in the middle I of the day. I know you do. Tribe virtual meeting, February 12th. Fast times at Ridgemont High pop culturing, February 12th. That's next Wednesday, right? It is. No shirt, no shoes, no, no dive show. <laughs> I know that, dude. Hey, bud, what's your problem? Sweet, only Spicoli? No love for Brad? I pulled up... Um, we actually, uh, so there's a swear word in there. Okay. You can't do I'm it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no love for Linda, Stacy, Simone. Sweetie, I got love for Linda. I know most people do. Um, tribe in-person meeting, February 19th, Zen parenting conference, February 28th and 29th. Get oh your tickets gosh. now. So soon. It's, uh, three weeks away. Something like that. Yes. Um, we do have, uh, some, uh, scholarship funds. Thanks to Zen friends. So if you want to come, but you can't. Um, you know, or it's it, even if like, here's the thing uh, regarding the scholarship, say you're like, okay, I'm traveling in, I can cover my airfare. I can cover the hotel, but I, then I can't cover the ticket. Mm -hmm. Email us. Yeah. Okay. If you're like, I can cover this much of the ticket, email us. Yeah. Like we're, it's Todd and I. Yeah. So we could, let's see if we can figure something out for you. We don't you. have to report to the board. We don't. We have no board. We, we are, are the, the committee. Board. We are the committee. <laughs> um, Frank and I are going to be doing a retreat out at 1440 on April 3rd and April 5th called A New Vision of Masculinity for Men. And then uh, you and I are going to be at 1440, October 23rd to the 25th. Um, yes. I have a quick take um, sure. regarding the fact on Skylar's Daily Double phone game. Yeah. I got the money today. You did? I did. How much? 50. Oh, very good. It's I know. Better. That's the one that sh that I'm always looking for. It's better than the Anvil. Right. Not or the this Disco Ball. That's right. Um, so two quick takes. One is the Equal Rights Amendment. And I copied and pasted this from last week. So it says, yesterday, three attorneys, attorneys general filed a lawsuit against the U.S. government calling on it to add 
the ERA to the U.S. Constitution. The amendment passed by Congress in 1972 bans discrimination on the basis of sex, but in a deadline imposed by Congress, 38 states needed to adopt the amendment by 1982 for it to be ratified. Only 35 managed to do so on time. Now, the attorney generals from these last three states, can you name them? Virginia. Yeah. And then I don't know the other two. Illinois. Oh, nice. And Nevada. Beauty. Are suing, saying the Constitution doesn't give Congress the power to set a deadline on the ratification process. Let's do it. So it's going to take a while still, but the ERA, so I think, finally will be adopted as an amendment into the U.S. Constitution. Okay. Like, I'm so glad now I'm considered, like, as Sweetie, you're as not important. considered equal yet. <laughs> Hang equal tough. Yet. <laughs> we'll get there. Once they sign on the dotted line, I'm equal. So will you, and I don't know if you pulled this up, I might be... Um, Catching me Catching off guard. off guard. But can you explain what the Equal Rights Amendment is? Oh man, I knew you were going to. Okay, ask me go hard to the next thing, like and then I will. Um, I will do. I okay, will so the next thing summary. is um, Kobe passed away a week ago Sunday. Correct. And it's tragic and all that. Um, but the one thing I want to pull from it is we've seen all these grown men crying on TV, yes. and I think it's a wonderful example because in our society, typically. It's you don't see it very often, and I want to play a clip from Shaq uh, talking to his inside the NBA team. It's thirty seconds, and it's just him emoting. Okay. And I just think about Shaq. He's like one of the largest men on this planet. You know, he's the opposite of you know physically. He is this overbearing. He represents a um, a Thank lot you. of power. Thank you. So here's Shaq talking about his friend Kobe. Go. We uh. We up here, we work a lot. And I think a lot of times we, we, we take stuff for granted. Like, I don't talk to you guys as much as I, as much as I need to. The fact that uh, we're not going to be able to joke at his Hall of Fame ceremony. We're not going to be able to say, hi, I got five, you got four. The fact that we're not going to be able to say, if we would stay together, we could have got ten. So he goes on from there. But he's crying. He's like, there's tears all over his face. And I just, I, I love seeing adult men shed tears. It's such a wonderful well, example of what it means to be a human being on this planet. It gives us permission. And sometimes you, he started by saying exactly what I think, you know, Todd and I actually, just so you know why we didn't talk about this last week, we did a, a repeat, yeah. a repeat because Todd had been gone for two weekends and it just, you know, we just couldn't get a show in. Um, but what I've learned over the time of watching um, us, us grieve as a nation is that it really was the reminder that it doesn't matter how fit you are or how you've taken care of yourself or how much money you have or how much fame you've gotten or that you're getting into the, you know, hall of fame. Um, you, you're not guaranteed anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, um, shocked everybody was yeah. that it's very, you know, so I heard someone talking about, Oh, I actually think it was Dax Shepard. He was talking about how, you know, J John Candy was his favorite mm. uh, comedian. And when he heard John Candy died, mm. he was like, oh my God, my favorite comedian. But he was also like, you know what? The dude was not super healthy. Um, it's not so shocking. Mm. And then when he heard John Belushi died, he's like, yeah, but the guy risked his life a lot. He did a lot of drugs. It's not so shocking. I think somebody like this, where you're like, like I remember um, 
you know, it's only a week and a half ago, but Cameron and I were driving to Jewel and she said, Kobe Bryant died. And I said, no, yeah. I said, you probably, they probably, you know, that's a mistake. I didn't say it like that. I just go, no. Mm. And she goes, no, he did. And she like pointed to her phone and I pulled over the car. Yeah. Because I was like, wait a second. Like that just, it doesn't register. Yeah. And I'm somebody who is not a Lakers fan. Yeah. I have no connection. You're a to, passing fan yeah, of passing basketball. Fan. And, you know, and, and if we would have talked about this last week, we would have gone deep into someone having light and dark mm -hmm. and somebody having parts of themselves that aren't all, that are definitely far from perfect. Sure. I don't want to dive into no. all the things with Kobe. I think it's been um, talked about yeah, enough. It's been talked about plenty, but it's we're there's no unawareness between Todd and I yeah. about that. But let's just talk about the fact that he's not here. Yeah. Um and so uh, you know, I think that it is it was a shock to people's system. Oh yeah. It's well, like a reset. Yeah. Like there was no illness and all that. It right. died in a freak accident. By the way, John Candy dead, 43 years old. I know he's so young. So young. It's just weird. Um, okay, and then you also, should we want to go into Super Bowl? Yeah, will you play a Shakira song, please? Because, Which come one? on. Whenever, whenever. And, you know, here's the thing. You and I danced to that song. We learned how to dance to this song um, for our wedding. And you didn't remember. No. I, and, I thought Shakira was new. No, she's 43 years old. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, how about hips don't lie? Uh, that's not the one I want. Whenever, whenever. Yeah. All right, here we go. I don't know if it's gonna be. There it is. Is this what we learned our dance to? One of them. We didn't dance to it. We learned how to dance. So basically what Emily, our dance teacher, did is she taught us how to do certain dance moves to that song. Okay. Then we took certain dance moves and put it into our... Would it be fair to say that since I don't remember the song, I probably don't remember the dance moves from the song? Well, then I'd have to join you in that because I don't remember the dance moves either. But anyway, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl last night just because I thought Shakira and J-Lo totally killed it. Um, it was so fun to watch those women dance and do what they do best. And I, because I'm 48, I don't think of them as old, but because our culture is very focused on youth, yep. they are older than your typical, um, maybe, you know, typical female sure. Super Bowl performer. Um, so I'll just put that out there and say that they can do what everybody can do and they can do it better. Um, and I felt really inspired after their performance. And then... I got a little bummed because I went, you know, as I usually do on Twitter and, and you know, on some social networking this morning. And there's a lot of comments about how it wasn't family friendly and about how, um, you know, there was something inappropriate to their performance. And I guess I I struggle with that a little bit. I thought about um, Peggy Ornstein's comment. Uh, she, Peggy Ornstein wrote a book about female sexuality and she also wrote a book about male sexuality. Mm -hmm. So she, you know, talked to a lot of uh, boys, talked to a lot of girls about sexuality, how, you know, about how they perceive themselves, how they perceive the world and what they know about sex. And one of the things that came up was that women and girls have to be sexual 
and have to act sexual. Mm -hmm. And then when she asked boys, what do you do to feel sexual or act sexual? Mm. And they said, we have sex. Mm. So there is this belief system that when women do anything, that they're trying to act sexual right. or they're dressing sexual, that yeah. everything they're doing is in some way trying to get people to have sex with them. Yeah. And when men, like let's talk about Adam um, Levine, who Maroon 5 did the Super Bowl performance either last year or two years ago, mm -hmm. and he walked out with no shirt on sure. and no one was like, what it's is not he family yeah. friendly. Right. It's the double standard. It is. And he's not trying to be sexual. He's just being a guy. And so it's like these two women are doing dances from their own culture, from their, you know, doing dances that are amazing. And I didn't see any part of their body. Did you? I mean, besides, yes, they're wearing like, you know, very dance appropriate attire, but no different than, as our friend Mike Domish said, no different than what a gymnast would wear or a swimmer would wear or what um, any other kind of athlete would wear. I have Mike's words pulled up. Oh, okay. He Read says, I, I'm starting in the middle. As okay. for revealing, what was revealed? They were not even close to being in breach of any TV standards. What I think happens is people think that is close. If something goes wrong, we're going to see way too much and thus it's too risky. The reality is nothing goes wrong and you don't see any of those covered areas. These performers are professionals with the best teams working with them to make sure everything works perfect. The only time it went too far in the history of the Super Bowl by many people's standards was when Justin Timberlake caused it by removing a portion of Janet Jackson's. Yes, please remember it was Justin Timberlake who did that, not Janet. Right. Like they're, the, the thing that people get freaked out about now is what we experienced when my daughter was what three years old how yeah. long ago was that long time i remember us watching it and being like what just happened yes um tivo was new because mm -hmm. didn't we rewind it the wardrobe up malfunction it was a sweetie. wardrobe malfunction and janet jackson was to blame not justin even though justin it, it was a who knows what went on there <laughs> let's not go there let's not go down that path from you know forever ago i guess my point is is that can they just be really good dancers without being inappropriate well I, and i guess can they uh, let's just say that it was a sexual there's sexual energy in their performance isn't that okay that doesn't mean anything other than they're 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 just emoting with their energy and it doesn't mean anything other than that this is a dance can it be female energy sure like, and again, I don't, you know, this is where we get into this gray area of what's sexual, what's yeah. female, sex isn't bad or good. I I don't want to, I, I don't have a problem with mm -hmm. that word sexual energy, but is everything women are doing sexual? Mm -hmm. This is my point about girls have to be sexual and they have to dress sexual and look sexual, but boys just have sex. Well, and I would say Adam Levine had sexual energy at his. Okay. Then as long as we're, yeah. you know, apples and apples here. So I guess I, I just want to... And if you really believe that there was something inappropriate, then I guess that's completely your right to say sure. my children aren't going to watch this. I can't tell you mm -hmm. what to do. But And my children are so much older, it's a non-issue now. But we had a ball yeah. watching those women do what they did. Yeah. And I was really inspired. Yeah, And I thought it was super cool. And there was a point when J-Lo's daughter 
was singing with her. Yeah, you picked that out. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, that's her little girl. She's not such a little girl anymore. She's mm. an older girl, but she was one of the singers and dancers, and they yeah. had some cool moments. Yeah. And we, I made a point to my daughter saying, I don't think I'll ever be able to do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when you're 50, sweetie, you got a few years. That's right. I said, girls, this is what I'm going to look like two years from now because mm. I'm 48. So they're really excited. Well, and, you know, my take is this is this this corner that we paint women into. Mm -hmm. They have to be sexy, but they can't be too sexy. Or they have to do this, but they can't be too much that. Right. Because then what are we going to do with that, with those sexual feelings that we get when we see attractive women dancing? What will we do with it? Can we not, guys, take responsibility for ourselves and... And not <laughs> instead of micromanaging the women. Yes, let's take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And can we honor? In, and here's the thing: I could have Shakira and J Lo here right now. Wish we did. And they may say, "Oh yeah, I brought my sexual energy. I brought every piece of myself." Mm-hmm. So it's not about that. That is good or bad. It's that can they do that? Yes. Can they? Is that okay? It, it without it being a bad thing. Mm-hmm. This is. It gets really. This goes into dicey. the to the yoga pants that girls aren't allowed uh, Heidi yeah. Stevens who's going to be on our show in a few weeks yeah has wrote has written so many different articles about the hypocrisy and the you know and it's the and it's the as, censoring of girls yes mm-hmm. and it's the moms of these boys and the dads but the moms are the ones that are screaming the loudest like don't don't make my boy look at that yes <laughs> instead of saying to the boy the feelings that you get when you look at a girl are completely normal. Completely. Actions are very different than feelings. That's right. And you do have the ability yeah, to make choices that a, are wise. Yeah, it's called a prefrontal cortex that is being developed. And that girl that's in front of you that you may have feelings about is many other things besides that. Yeah. You know, like, you know, we, I don't even want to make an analogy because it'll get yeah, really we'll too crazy. All right, so we're going to jump in. Okay, so let's talk about... Actually, uh, let me do our partner this week. Okay. Prodigy is an online math platform loved by more than 50 million first to eighth grade students and 1.5 million teachers worldwide. With their premium membership, they get extra features and fun rewards like exclusive pet characters, gear, and accessories that will give your child more incentive to play and keep them engaged with math practice. If you're not familiar with Prodigy, this game takes kids through a fantasy world full of epic battles and adventure where success involves answering curriculum-aligned math questions. With a premium membership, students often spend more time in the game, which leads to more questions answered and more math skills mastered. And with monthly, yearly, or even family memberships, you can find the premium membership that works for your family. Check out the Prodigy Premium Memberships page to find out how you can level up math learning and unlock your child's full potential. Visit prodigygame.com slash zenparenting and click get your free account to get started. So let's talk about Miss Americana, which Mm. you and I were so excited for. We actually even had it in our Google Calendar. Yes. Todd and I, if you guys don't know this already, for those of you who are new listeners, are very big Taylor Swift fans. Yes. And I'll say why I am and then you can say why you are. So my girls, I have three daughters, 16, 15, and 12, and um, they started listening to Taylor Swift when uh, the which album was out. Red hadn't come out yet, so it was a long time ago. Yeah. Mean was the popular song. Yeah. Mean. It's one of my favorites, sweetie. Don't um, get me started on Mean. It was still in the country you know, area. So it was this person that my daughters really loved that we as a family could like enjoy and listen to. And um, her lyrics were deep and some of them were heavy and some of them were light and it was all over the place. Like it wasn't just like 
everything was appropriate. She was growing up, yeah. you know, um, in front of in millions front of, my of people. Children. Yeah, in front of my children and the rest of the world. But it was really enjoyable. And since then, um, and Todd and I having an appreciation for musicians and artists, this is a woman who what I have watched her do is write her music. She's very talented. She also plays the guitar and plays the piano. So she not only writes the lyrics, but the actual music. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have also watched her manage her own business Yeah, and quite successfully more than most any other people have ever created a business in the history of time. Yes. And I encourage you, if you're like, no, I've heard differently, to go back and watch some of the 60 Minutes about Taylor Swift or just actually read, not a not a criticism of her, but actually about her business yeah. and how she's been at the head of it. She is the one who has the marketing ideas. Of course she has help. I'm not oblivious to that, but she is the ringleader and the visionary. Okay. okay? Absolutely. For sure. So that's kind of my... Taylor well, and Swift. mine is, um, I don't remember how I started listening to swizzle but probably because it was on oh fearless that was the album that my girls got into fearless was the first one and um originally i'm like whatever it's just one of many artists that my daughters enjoy katie perry was around at the time and then you guys started going to her concerts Mm -hmm. and then she she just kind of seeped into my pores and i (laughs) and um i'm not a pop type of person i like pretty much either old music or depressing music sad and depressing sad and depressing Floyd. is my is my thing but i think that she is a wonderful singer i think she's a wonderful songwriter i think she's a wonderful performer and i also always get triggered when people and i i do this too i've done this to certain women politicians so i have to own my piece but people don't like taylor swift just because she's taylor swift right like okay what do you like about her and because we've had these conversations with, with many friends. people, yeah. What do they say? Why don't they like her? I, she's I fake. just don't. I, she she's has too fake. many boyfriends. Too many boyfriends, yeah. <laughs> she's she's thinks she's better than she really is. Right. How many times have we said I don't like Leo because he has too many girlfriends? <laughs> right, and they're like twenty two years old. Yes, I know. You know, I'm a huge um, Jake Gyllenhaal fan. That's like my guy, and um, he. And I love him. Like he, what? How old is he? Forty five, forty six. Any, anyway, you know his girlfriend right now is like twenty one. <laughs> and I mean, he has every right. Like he, there's nothing illegal going on. She may be amazingly emotionally aware, yeah, mature, mature. Like so, if his girlfriend's listening right now, you may be a beautiful person. She's not listening. But nobody's given him shit for that, no. except me right now. Yeah. And here, and people say that Taylor dates so many people. Yet she's really just had, well, especially in the last couple of years, like she's like a serial monogamous. She mm-hmm. has somebody that she sees for yeah. a while. And she has to do this in front of millions of people. I know. I, my girls and I, when we were, um, when she was really going through it four or five years ago, and they were talking about that she dated too many people, because obviously that was seeping into my girls. Like, does she, is she, you know, dating around? Like, what's going on? And I kind of went through my own high school career of, I went to a dance with this person, then I did, you know, I dated this person, and then I went out with this person. Like, that's what you do mm-hmm. at that age. But you just aren't allowed to do it in public. Yeah. And because all of the men were public people. Mm. And how many of us have had breakups that have been like perfect and beautiful and we're best friends? Right. Like, doesn't happen. It doesn't Sweetie, happen. Everything ends badly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. It's from Cocktail. Um, can I play one of these clips? Sure, please. Um, I don't know which one this is, but we're going to find out. All right. I want to love glitter and also stand up for the double standards that exist in our society. I want to wear pink and 
tell you how I feel about politics. And I don't think that those things have to cancel each other out. I want to still have a sharp pen and a thin skin and an open heart. There you go. Okay, so this is exactly what we were saying about the Super Bowl performance. These like blend into each other. I don't know why we have to be one thing or another. I don't know why we have to be a girl or a woman who dates too many people. So you don't make me think. And then that cancels out the fact that she's super talented. I can't think of Taylor as a good performer and somebody who has a brain. You just That's don't. too hard for my brain. <laughs> I can't do it. Sorry. I can't think of her as a really attractive woman who actually has a political perspective. Like this is. Because she, she got killed for not having one. I and then know. she has one. She oh, gets killed. But this is the no win. If you are a girl. And you don't want to be sexual, you are a prude. And if you are a girl who embraces that, then you are a slut. Mm -hmm. And there is not a lot of gray area in between where you can stand. You got to fit exactly in what our society wants you to fit into. At any given moment. moment, Because that will shift too. That will change, yes. And that's what I think I'll play a few clips that Taylor talks about that very thing. Yes. Does she, the part where she talks about her body, how if she get too skinny. Yes, yes, I have that too. So- Let's just go back to, so here's the thing is it's not about talking about Taylor Swift today is not trying to convince people to like Taylor Swift, because if you don't um, like pop music or her songs are not up your alley or you didn't grow up with her or whatever it may be, you may not listen to her music. This is about a bigger issue, which is about how we view people and have such a quick perspective on who they are, or we don't. Uh, take a minute and maybe investigate a little bit about who they are and what they do. Well, for me, it's like, if you don't like our music or personality, great, just don't like it. But when people are like she's screaming a from the uh-huh. t- mountaintops, how they like, there's plenty of people whose music I don't like. I don't spend a lot of time talking about that. Just ignore it. She offends our senses because she's a she super does. powerful woman. Yes. And she, she does it in a way that's still feminine. Mm-hmm. And she's doing it in a way without having to adhere to certain norms. Like we don't want someone who is pretty to also have power and we don't want some, we, it's very confusing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I, um, I understand that because I have those experience in myself too. Do you know what I mean? Like there was a period of time when Taylor was winning so many awards. She still does, but so many awards and her thing was she had this huge humility thing where she would like cover her face and yeah. she just couldn't people, believe she was winning people awards. People couldn't stand that. And people couldn't stand that. And, and we all kind of made fun of it, right? Mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig like created a character off Did of it. Did yeah. Oh yeah, it was like on SNL all mm-hmm. the time where she'd just be like, oh my yeah. God. Um, and so yes, things can be annoying, but then does that put her in this category of not being, of being not... Um, that then I don't have to respect her. Yeah. Then I don't have to treat her with the dignity that all human beings. Well, and I think you were onto something. You're like this powerful woman. She has a net worth. I just googled. I don't know if it's right, but three hundred sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of people walking around that have created a brand like Taylor mm-hmm. and have created a business and like has Taylor sustained and is sustained. And I think that there is this macho male thing going on, like. But it's not just all men. I know, There's but I think that's part there. of it, for sure. Right. But I think that that is like, who does she think she is? Correct. But if it was a dude, go well, get it. She talked about that in the documentary about how women, not just her, but all women have to reinvent themselves over and over and over again to remain. Yes. And most male artists don't need to think do that. Think about it. Pearl, I mean, Eddie Vedder got a haircut. She still wears flannel shirts. Right. Like, not a lot's changed. No. If, if 
if that was if Eddie, if Pearl Jam was a bunch of female singers, mm-hmm. they would not get away with that. You have to have something new, in my judgment. In right, you for women like and if you're like, what do you mean? Think about Madonna for sure. Think about Lady Gaga. Every album was a new thing. Think about Katy Perry. Think about like if you want to sustain, you have to. And she said, but when you do something new, she has this great line at the end. If you want to do something new, do something that entertains us but doesn't offend us. Mm. If you want to do something new, do something that's exciting but doesn't make us uncomfortable. Mm. If you want to do something like we are so and and here's the We're thing. We're so picky. And and this is not again, can I say this over and over again? I think you guys are getting it. This is not about Taylor Swift. This is about self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, everything Todd and I talk about on this show is why you feel the way you do when you feel it. Is it about Taylor Swift or is it about you? Again, you may say, No, Kathy, I don't like her music. Fine. But do you hate her music or do you hate her? Yeah. And this is the and this is kind of the interesting maybe you wave in and out of both sure um or you know and can you i think you're onto something i think there's a part a repressed part of let's take it off of taylor swift there's somebody i don't like out there whether it's an actor an actor right it's not just taylor there's something about this person i despise there's absolutely something inside of me mm-hmm. that I judge is repressed and isn't allowed to come out or right. it's an ugly side of right. me that I feel shameful about. And instead of me dealing with my own emotions about that, I inst- it's safer and easier and quicker just to project that hatred outwards. Or there's something I want that I don't feel deserving of and somebody else wants it and gets it. And we say they shouldn't want it yeah. because I repressed my desire for yeah. it. Where it, it comes like shadow is not cut and dry, meaning shadow can look like something we want, something we think we shouldn't want, something that we're working really hard to repress in ourselves and we get pissed if other people don't repress it in their selves. Like just standing up and letting everybody see the beauty of Todd Adams right. or the beauty of Kathy Adams. Like, oh no, I got to play small. Well, let's talk about what's going on with Lizzo. Mm-hmm. You know, when Lizzo was new to people, like she's been around a long time, but when she was kind of new, everyone was like, oh, this is so amazing. You know, this woman who embraces her body, her her own kind of music, Her she's a professional flautist Mm. and that is how you say it Mm. and she is this amazing new thing that we have not seen and then once she gets really big we're like no she doesn't belong here who does she think she is loving her body that way she shouldn't do that like we we get and again some of this is very simple we like to you know raise people up and then we like to knock them down like Mm. that's a that's a very um typical media oriented thing but there's something deeper in that because why do we want to knock them down what is it that we're uncomfortable with once somebody is super comfortable with themselves um sweetie and, did you say flautist yeah she's a flautist a and, uh, jerry let's take a baseline for a walk <laughs> i'm not hearing it right hold on This is from Anchorman. Ron Burgundy knows. It's all right. Little ham and eggs coming at you. Hold on, people. Hope you got your griddles. Uh, uh, that's baby making music. That's what that is. That's the best line. That's baby making music. Sorry. He's like little ham and eggs. Totally ruined your mojo, but I well, no, it. it's. I mean, Ron knows what the flute's all about. <laughs> Can I play the second clip? Sure, go. For someone who's 
built their whole belief system on getting people to clap for you. The whole crowd booing is a pretty formative experience. That was like sort of a catalyst for a lot of psychological paths that I went down. And not all of them were beneficial. T-Swizzle. So, Sorry, I keep this saying is, that might be annoying. Like Taylor Swift. This is the part that um, where let's switch away from looking at her as a big artist and feeling separate from her. I think one of the things she does a really good job in this documentary about is talking about that idea of, um, which tends to be a very typical teenage, early 20s kind of thing where everything is external, sure. right? Where we get our sense of value from what everybody else says about it. For someone like Taylor Swift, it's how many people come to the concert, how many people clap for her, how many people give her awards. For our kids, maybe it's how many goals they get on the, you know, soccer field, um, you know, whether or not they're the first seed in band, whatever it be. Everything is about external. And then the big question is, when that goes away, mm. who are you? Mm. And for some people, this happens earlier than others. Like, I think it's a blessing. I work with a lot of parents who get really worried about their kids when they don't make a team or they've really built up to something and then they don't get what they want. And the parents are so devastated, understandably, because they don't want to see their kids sad. And I think it's a really not horrible thing. I wouldn't wish it on people, but you if you get that experience early where you realize you are not those things, yeah. you are you and you are worthy as you are, You those things do not make you who you are. You find your sense of worth just through your own sense of being and belonging and love. Then you get to go out there and take risks and not be so afraid. Can I share a quote with you? Sure. Um, my good friend, Craig Dooley, our good friend, Craig Dooley, sometimes text each other Jeff Foster quotes. Uh -huh. And I texted this one to him last night. One of the biggest illusions, something outside of myself is going to bring me home. Right. That's it. And it won't ever. Right. You think it will. You'll think it didn't before, but now... I got this interview or I got this podcast or I got this book deal or I got this uh, partner we're or gonna, I got this. We're going to play a clip that Taylor talks about that specific thing, but I'm such I'm so guilty of that. Like when I get a certain amount of listeners, when I get my daughter's college tuition paid for, then I'll be happy. And why that's so hard is even though I fall into that trap too, Todd, but I think I've just been kind of forced out of that box longer than you have. Yeah. Because I'm not saying I don't understand that feeling because obviously I have it, but what is... What can be frustrating like about that when you and I have the conversation is you you actually know better because we've been doing this for like almost 10 years and there is still this conversation we can have sometimes where you're like, but yeah, we have to do this because once we have more listeners it, and there's a belief of that, like you and I will somehow be different for sure. and we won't like, even if we were on the cover of people magazine, we're we would still have to come home and and as Shafali said to me after being on Oprah, our friend Shafali, Dr. Shafali, she was, we were friends with her before she really yeah. broke through. Yeah. And we were there with her on uh, Oprah that first time she was on. And she said, she knew that day, we said, Are you freaking out? Because this is going to air and everyone's going to know who you are. And she said, Well, I'm still going to have to go home and buy toilet paper. Yeah. And I think about that all the time because no matter what, you still have to like sit with yourself. Yeah. You still have to like be a human for your kids and for your partner. You don't get to say, but I'm famous now. I have the clip of T-Swizzle talking about this. Okay, let's do this. it. 
And I remembered thinking afterwards. So this is right after she won Best Album at the Grammys. Was this when Kanye came up? Came no, up? no. A different time. Yeah. Oh my God, that was all you wanted. Oh God, that was all you wanted. That was all you focused on. You get to the mountaintop and you look around and you're like, oh God, what now? I want to thank the fans for the last 10 years. I didn't have a partner that I climbed it with that I could like high five. Yeah. I mean, that's, she talks about relationship there, but yeah. She says I have my mom, but. Whatever that mountaintop is, it's fleeting. Mm -hmm. If you're lucky enough to arrive at whatever that goal is, whatever that mountaintop is, because I believe in goals, um, it's, it's going to wear off. Well, and that's the thing is like. Goal, this is kind of like what we were talking about with Shakira and J-Lo. Goals aren't bad. Mm. Climbing mountains aren't bad. Ambition isn't bad. But how are you doing it? Why are you doing it? What's your intention? And who are you doing it with? Mm. And are you bettering society? Or are you stepping over people so you get something that it won't mean anything when you get there? Right. As Eckhart Tolle says, and I, I might, I'm not sure, quite sure I could say this the right way, um, but whatever the intention... It, what does he say? I'm going to talk this through because I don't have the quote exactly. But however you set out to do something is how it will be even when you arrive. So say you have a new, you know, uh, you want to, um, you want to. So if you're setting out to reach a goal and the whole time you think that I am not enough as I am until I get that, the, how you celebrate the goal will be empty versus if you set out the goal knowing that you're enough knowing that you have all all that you need and then you get it is he saying that once you get there it'll be more fulfilling it's never whatever you're doing however you're doing it is how it's going to feel when you get there Meaning how you do everything is how you do how, how you, you do, do anything, anything is, is how, how you, you do, do everything. everything that's yeah. it so like say you have a goal when you're starting it how do you, is are you enjoying it while Even at the beginning. Yeah. Because if you are, then when you reach the goal, you're like, I enjoyed every minute of that. Well, and it reminds me of a whole bunch of singers that have now been double platinum albums. Yeah. And they will recall and they say, the happiest time of my life was when I was struggling in the van, driving from one of venue course. to another in Des Moines, Iowa. Right. But now that they're on jets, they're not nearly as happy. It's just, you don't know you're happy until... Well, the happiness is in the the doing and the learning and the achieving and the people that you're Struggle. with along the way and the getting down and the going back up and the resilience. And it's the process. It's not the mountaintop. Yeah. And we think it's the mountaintop. And sometimes we step on people's heads to get on top of the mountaintop and then we're alone. Mm. And then we don't feel good about what we did or yeah. what we, you know, or we're, you know, if we're doing it, just money is one of those things. Sure. If we're doing something for money, I can't tell you how many friends or partners of friends who have been like, I'm going to quit this job that I love because this one pays more. And then they're miserable. And then they bring home misery to their family. But they're like, but I'm break bringing in more money. And it may break down to like 400 more dollars a month, which for some is a lot. But this is these are not the people I'm talking about. And it's like, so for $400 more a month, you're miserable. Your family's miserable. Like, do you remember our friends who one of the partners moved away mm -hmm. and took a job in another state? I do. And and it it doesn't we're we're caught up in something. Well, and I'll throw you another one. Like a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to be more philanthropic, or I'm going to tithe, or I'm going to give a certain amount of my money to charity once I make it, right. once I arrive. Yeah. And this is one lesson I got from Tony Robbins. He's like, 
you, you know, you're, there's no way you're going to give 10%, like let's say you make a million bucks, there's no way you're going to give 10% of your money uh, when you get there. If you can't give 10 bucks when you have 100, you're sure as hell not going to give 100,000 when you have a million. Right. So whatever your number is, if you believe in philanthropy, and I'm still not perfect at this, but I've been getting a lot better, is you, you got to give now if you wait. Well, and it should be built into your plan. Sure. It's not something where I'm going to make money and then I'm going to look at it and decide what I can do. Sure. You've got to build it in. I think you've done a good job with the We, but you, you focus on money more with the girls is that this is just what you do. You yeah. give some away. So you save you, you know, you have enough money for you, take responsibility for yourself, and then you give some away. Yeah. So when you're making money, that's a given. Yeah. Um, and those are things we have to build in. But I guess, I guess the point is, is that if you are struggling with by yourself and you think that when you're done, then you'll be happy. Mm. I've got like 80 books I can give you about how that's <laughs> not going to be the case. Do we want to play your clip from Miss Americana? Sure. All right. Are you talking about my favorite clip? The one that we worked on this yes. morning. Yes. All I've talked about for the last couple of months is the election in Tennessee. It's not that I want to step into this. I just, I, I can't not at this point. Like, something is different in my life, completely and unchangeably different since the sexual assault trial last year. Like, and no, no man in my organization or in my family will ever understand what that was like. Okay, so, so for those of you who don't know, uh, two years ago now, Taylor Swift was involved in a sexual assault trial because she was she always takes meet and greet pictures, and there was a DJ who, while they while he was getting a picture with her, put his hand up her skirt, and there was actually the picture that was taken. You can see that he's doing that, and there was seven people who saw it happen, um, and she obviously reported him to the radio station. He got fired, and then he sued her for mm -hmm. millions of dollars. So she countersued for one dollar because she's just like I need to you stand know up. stand up so she did and you know you can and and hopefully you heard about it in the news it ended up good but it she won she, she did but what she says in the documentary which is what i know from most women who stand up once something like that has happened to them even when you win you don't it doesn't change what you went through right you still you're yeah. not like yay the wound is still there the wound is it's still not, there it doesn't go you've away you've still been assaulted um and you have still been put in this vulnerable position and you still have been taken advantage of and you still have been called a liar and you still have had, you know, had to drag that part of your life through the mud. And well, what's interesting about that case is there's a picture right. and there's seven witnesses. Right. But he said, no, I didn't do it. Yet she's still. <laughs> no. And, you know, and even if I did, she liked it. She wanted me to. Right. Um, this thing, you know, it's funny. We've been I've been kind of in my own mind and in my own writing, kind of working through the believe women thing. Mm -hmm. um, because obviously that's something that when women sp speak about what has happened to them, um, this gets really messy because, you know, some, if we go to extreme where we say, no matter what a woman says, believe her, then obviously mm -hmm. something like what happened with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, mm -hmm. which that's a whole nother story. But there are times humans are humans, right? And sure. things aren't always, things are sometimes mutual. Things happen that we're unaware of. My point is, is that my thing I think is listen to all women, hear what they have yeah. to say and evaluate on what's in front of you. And, and instead of assume something 
or believe that they're lying or say, I don't need to hear this. It won't matter anyway. Listen. And obviously, my in my line of work, I like to say believe women because women that come to me, there there's no reason in my office to for say anything. They're right. They, they don't make up stories. Yeah. I've, I've never known a woman to do that. I wore that t-shirt says I believe her and I got that. I don't know if you got that for me or if I got it for myself after Dr. Blasey Ford yeah. testified. Yeah. And I, some people applaud me and want to give me a hug because I'm wearing that. And uh-huh. some people are like, why the F are you wearing that shirt? Well, she, but that one was very interesting because that was about her. I know, but they don't know that when I'm wearing it on got my it, T-shirt. Because I was going to say, I do believe her. I So do yeah. I. But but people think because I wear that shirt, T-shirt, it's a blanket statement that I believe all women every single time. Right. And it's more like, I kind of like your language, like, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to all just, women. Instead of just disregard. Exactly. I'm going because to Because I can talk about Duke Lacrosse and all these other things. So like women are liars. That's right. what people. Well, and that's the thing. This is the polarity of our politics about everything is everything is, is dual, you know, it's uh, binary. So either all women lie and all men tell the truth or all men are horrible and all women are. It, we There's this gray area where it's like, but my experience has been when a woman speaks up about sexual assault. There's not a lot to be gained. There's not a lot to be gained. Typically. And the big, I don't want to say but and take away from that statement. I'll say and we also need to hear the whole story and to, you know, hear the experience that listen to women is what I like. Do we want to play the Mm -hmm. second half of Taylor's clip on this? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, this is the best part. Will you give me this sign? Okay. Politics, all religion. Yeah, but this is on the home front. And also... Back in the presidential election, I was in such a horrendous place that I wasn't going to pop my head out of the sand for why anything. Why would you? I mean, does Bob Hope do well, it? Why, well, why? do it? Does, does Mick Jagger like, do the it? Hell? Okay. Pause it right so there. So first you got to tell them what they're listening okay. to. So she's talking about how Taylor, her home state is Tennessee, and Marsha Blackburn was going against Phil Bresden, and Marsha Blackburn who ended up winning, spoiler, unfortunately, um, was somebody that, as Taylor will say in the next clip, is very difficult to support as a woman. Even though she is a woman, she does not vote for women's issues. Mm -hmm. She votes against women's issues. So for some men, she's a safe woman because she is not really... um, She carries the ideology of... Of a a much more, not just conservative... It's, it's, you you know, we're talking about. Okay. So, so dicey, all of this. So, anyway, she is talking about how she's ready to speak out. Taylor is. Mm -hmm. And she's talking to a group of three men. One of them is her dad, and then the other two are like two business two businessmen. And her mom's sitting with her, and her mom's like her full on supporter. But her her dad's like, Did Bing Crosby ever do this? Did Bob hope (laughs) that Taylor's mom's like, What the hell? Yeah. Like, what a comparison. Right. Like, so let's do what Bob Hope did. We know about Bob Hope, right? Like we've heard enough clips of Bob Hope. Like it was a different time, yeah. I understand, but he wasn't the most like. Well, it's like, come on, Dad. If you're really trying to impact your daughter's ideology or thought process, don't bring up Bob, but Bob, see, Bob Hope. But see, he can't bring up anyone in current time because Madonna does speak out. Mm. Lady Gaga does speak out. Katy mm. Perry does speak out. Mm. Like she's really one of the only. Ones left that hadn't up right. to that point. I, I don't know about Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato. Like there's some that are younger than her. I don't sure. know if they do. Right. Um, I don't know enough about them. But um but anyway, she's just basically saying, I'm going to do this, so keep going. 
saying right now is Fox open first Dave of all Crosby. these aren't your dad's celebrities and these aren't your dad's republicans well, imagine if we came to you and said hey we've got this idea that we could halve the number of people that come to you next to it the other thing just from a security so you standpoint taylor swift comes out against trump i don't care if they write that i'm sad that i didn't two years ago but i can't change that i'm saying right now that this is something that i know is right and you guys I need to be on the right side of history, Taylor, and if he Taylor, doesn't win, that at least I, I, at least I tried. Taylor, here's the, here's the problem. I just want to read you what I wrote, and I'm going to try to start. I just really want you to know that this is important to me. I this totally is something agree that, have you, with have the you issue. Just, but have let you me heard explain to you. Let, you just yes, it? I've read the entire thing, and the bottom line right now, I'm terrified. I'm the guy that went out and bought armored cars. I worry for her safety as much as anybody does, maybe more. It really is a big deal. She votes against against fair pay for women. She votes against the reauthorization of the of the Violence Against Women Act, which is just basically protecting us from domestic abuse and stalking. Stalking. She votes. She thinks that that if you're a gay couple, or even if you look like a gay couple, you should be allowed to be kicked out of a restaurant. It's really basic human rights, and it's right and wrong at this point. Pause it for one second, just because it's so much we're giving away here. Mm -hmm. So. What, as a therapist, when I listen to somebody do that, is you see, I could cry right now because I can go there so quickly myself, your child self and your adult self are in conflict and you want to do what your dad wants you to do. Can't imagine how much pressure that is. And you know that this is going to be a big deal and you know this is going to hurt if that means <clears throat> by ticket sales or people coming to your show or the president speaking out about you. But your adult self is like, I can no longer survive doing the kid thing. Mm -hmm. I can no longer survive. Parts of her have been awakened because of her experiences and because of the sexual assault trial and because of what happened with Kanye that can no longer be denied. Mm. And it's not just about, I want to be political. It's about, I can't be a human being in this world anymore without speaking up. I've crossed that line myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I know that feeling. And, but when she starts to cry, like, I just know that where her, her inner child is like, this is scary. Mm -hmm. And her adult self is like, we're doing it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, just even like the way people are laid out in the room. Yeah. Taylor is right next to her mom. Right. And there's these three men right on the opposite side in front of them. Right. She's the one that has to, you know, she's the one taking the big risks. Right. And these three guys, who I'm sure are trying their best. They love her. They love her, but they're also talking about half ticket sales. Right. They're also worried about money. Forget about that. Right. And I, just as a 47-year-old man, sometimes I don't like going against whatever my dad thinks. Of I can course. only imagine what it's like for a 25-year-old girl or a 28-year-old girl to go up against what her dad and the two businessmen think is right. So I just... Knowing I just, that she's the one who's going to be attacked. Yeah. Like, the we're not going to play this scene for you because you got to watch it yourself, but there's this great scene where you actually see her send that, post that on Instagram. Yeah. You see the whole process of her, like, with her Pressing publicist, send or whatever. with her mom, and then they, like, press it together. Yeah. And it's pretty it's pretty powerful. Sure. And that decision-making, and it's so funny because I remember when that happened, and it was a big news thing, and I, maybe it's because we're so, and when I say we're close to Taylor Swift, I don't mean she, we know her, mm -hmm. but we've been watching her so long, I wasn't surprised at all. 
Mm-hmm. I wasn't like I knew what she believed in because I go to her shows and she's always been very much of a she speaks out for women at her shows. She's very supportive of the LGBTQ com- uh, community. Um, we actually see her all, usually in June, mm-hmm. which is Pride Month. Sure. And she always makes a big deal about yeah. Pride Month. Yeah. So I wasn't like, oh, this is new information. Like a lot of people are like, oh, she's a secret conservative and i i was like no not yeah. i go to her shows i right. watch her that's not what she believes in um but anyway that and and there's more to that moment but i want to let people watch it sure. because there's it's, it's on probably netflix. one of the most powerful if you don't have netflix get a free trial and watch miss americana and from what my daughter told me this morning it's the most watched documentary on netflix ever or some kind of it broke some kind of crazy mm-hmm. record that's right. So any other big things that you want to share or add um, to the T-Swizzle discussion? I think to just overall, um, you know, perspective taking on women and men. Obviously, today we're focusing on women because of J-Lo and Shakira and um, Taylor Swift. But anytime we have a great distrust or disdain or frustration or anger with somebody, um, for some people it's justified, meaning that we actually had an interaction with them. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's somebody that we've never met and they, um, you know, it's interesting. It's like, it, again, I, I have to backtrack a little bit because if, if someone who's spewing hatred, then it makes sense. Right. Yeah. But if someone is just doing their thing and we're like, well, I don't like them yeah, and we can't figure out why, yeah. then the best thing we can do is be like what what do i see mm-hmm. that i do like one thing i've learned about env- envy and jealousy is that when i'm envious or jealous of someone it's because they're doing something that i wish i could do sure and i don't want to be taylor swift right it's about speaking out or yeah. being my true self or pushing myself or taking a risk or getting you know it doesn't have to be literal yeah but our feelings speak to us and they tell us something and sometimes we don't want to hear it you know what I mean? Well, hopefully we can get quiet enough to be able to hear it. Most of my time is spent not, I'm sure that there's body awareness that happens, there's emotions that happen, but I just am not good at recognizing them. Yeah. I'm getting better. You're getting better, but yeah. But yeah, long way to go. All right. So um, I loved all of these things. What a, an interesting weekend we had. Um, Jeremy Kraft, he's a bald head of beauty. He does painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Give him a call, 630-956-1800, and tell him uh, Todd and Kathy sent you. Um, and then what else? Oh, uh, I coach guys. So, ladies, if there's any men in your life that uh, you think might get a little benefit out of talking to a coach one-on-one, I'm your guy. And, guys, if you're out there, uh, first uh, session's free, 30 minutes. So check me out, toddadamscoaching.com. Uh, anything else you want to promote, my darling? Nope. All right. Um, well, I'm going to play this awesome music. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode. Have a good week. Zen Parenting Radio. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And feel free to leave a five-star review on iTunes. It helps people find us. Also subscribe and review our Pop Culturing Podcast, a Gen X viewpoint on movies and TV with an emphasis on personal growth and self-awareness. It's basically the flip side of Zen Parenting Radio. 
Do you want more Zen parenting? Check out our third podcast, otherwise known as Team Zen. One of our team members described it as an advice column meets group help meets like-minded community. With your $25 subscription, you get two live Zen talks with an opportunity to ask us live questions, plus a Facebook community where you can interact or just listen to like-minded parents. If you can't join us live, you can still access all the Zen talks through the Team Zen podcast app. Zen Parenting Conference 2020 is February 28th and 29. We'll be discussing sex ed, gender, anxiety, neurodiversity, and healthy relationships. Go to zenparentingconference.com to get your tickets. Interested in inviting us to speak at your conference or organization? Go to zenparentingradio.com and submit a speaker request. And while you're there, check out our upcoming events or you can purchase one of my three books. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link under the Support Us link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. And guys, I have a one-on-one coaching practice. It's called Coaching for Guys. You want to achieve a better work-life balance or deepen your relationships with loved ones? We can talk in person, phone, FaceTime, you choose. And don't forget about Tribe Men's Group. We have a virtual community from men all over the world. Head on over to tribemensgroup.org or shoot me an email at Todd at ZenParentingRadio.com. It's an opportunity for guys to come together and talk about what really matters. Finally, I want to give a special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald-headed beauty, and the company he has is Avid. They do painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Go to avidco.net or give him a call at 630-956-1800. Thanks for all your love and support, and keep on trucking. <music>